You got it ready? Yeah, it's on. All right. We'd like to welcome everyone. It's a Valentine's Day uh, Wednesday night. I think it's also Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. And I won't have no ashes on my forehead. But uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to put nobody down for doing it. They say the reason they do it, they're identifying with the fact that uh, they're made of the dust of the ground and from the dust they'll return. And that is true, but I don't need to put no upside down cross on my forehead uh, to identify with that. I already know, according to the Bible, that from the dust uh, I was made and from the dust I shall return. That's found in Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, but it don't stop there. It says, but the soul shall return to God that gave it. Now, I might go back to the earth. I am in an earthly body, and they're going to bear it one day if the Lord don't come back, it don't matter to me either way. I'm going to heaven. I don't care. <laughs> Lay this body down or, or get caught up in the air. I, either way, I'm still going to heaven. And thank God for that privilege to be able to see heaven's your home. And we'll be speaking about that again tonight. I don't want nobody to miss heaven. And I'm convinced there's a lot of people going to miss it. And we don't want nobody to miss heaven. The Lord don't want nobody to miss heaven. He made heaven for all of us. He wants all of us to come live with Him. He paid the way, made the way. He's the door of heaven. And that's why we're doing this I Can Help You series. Because I can help you make it to heaven. I can't help you like Jesus can. I'm just like a compass. I can point you in the right direction. We want to have a quick word of prayer here tonight. Thank everyone for praying for my wife. She's doing so much better. She's not out of the woods yet, but she's heading in the right direction anyway. She's getting her faculty back. She's talking better, uh, eating better, uh, still weak, still struggling a little bit. But uh, we, we thank God for, for our wife, and uh, we bought her three roses this morning. I have to admit, I, I wish they'd been a little bit more fair on the price about... I don't know, about twenty-some dollars for three roses, but at least they smelt like a flower. Amen. But uh, we want to have a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for every day and every breath you give us, Lord. How blessed we are. Let it be to give you praise and glory. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ, according to your word, that Lord, they go through the same afflictions that we do. All of us have our little pity parties. But all of us, Lord, in some way or the other, going through some kind of trial, some kind of trouble, having, Lord, some kind of hardship. Lots of times, Lord, I believe they come just so that, Lord, you'll know that we'll turn to you during that time and call upon you for the help that we need in that trouble and in that trial. And I pray for all of my brothers and sisters tonight. And I pray for the Lord for, for Mike and, and I believe her name was a, a Chris, Christy. I pray for Judy and Geraldine. Our Lord, we pray, Lord Father, for Joel's going to have hip replacement the 26th this month. Pray for Eric. He's feeling better. I pray, Father God, Lord, for those that lost loved ones, Lord, this probably wasn't a happy Valentine's Day to them. For Lord, they had an empty seat. And Lord, we pray for my mother-in-law. I 
talking to her today and she was missing her husband just passed away not too long ago Lord you're not the God of the dead you're the God of the living we know we'll catch up with them we know where they're at we know Lord that one day that's where we're going to be uh, Lord we're looking forward to that day when we get to meet our loved ones that's done gone on ahead uh, Lord you're going to bring them with you when you come we're going to meet in the air so shall we ever be with the Lord but I pray Father God tonight for this country uh, Lord a lot of things going on right now shouldn't be going on and Lord it's kind of coming out Lord getting exposed some of the lies they've been telling some of the things they've been doing they shouldn't have been doing but Lord we're just so glad you're on the throne and you're in complete control and Lord, I pray, dear Father, you bless our efforts here at Landmark. We want to be a blessing. Bless, Lord, this service, Lord, tonight. Bless the singing. Bless the teaching of your word. I pray you'll set a table here, dear God, tonight. Bread and fish on the fire. That people could get something beneficial, Lord, from the lesson tonight. In Jesus' name we ask it, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, Sister Rita. I just want to say happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Amen. Hope you uh, have enjoyed your day. Hope it is a good one. Um, so tonight I picked a song about love. Amen. So if I can get it pulled up here. Thank you. 
chapter 5 tonight good job singing that song sister Rita and I was sinking deep in sin and I was far from the peaceful shore and I was sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and that's what we're talking about tonight couldn't have picked a better song uh, again uh, this is the I Can Help You series the reason I'm going in this direction a lot of people are going to hell even right now while this lesson's going on somebody's going to hell somebody dropped the ball somebody didn't get the word of God to them somebody didn't knock on their door, somebody didn't invite them to church, somebody, uh, you know, uh, didn't care, and uh, you know, Jesus does care. That's why I'm here. I remember when I got saved, April the 27th, 1988, I still remember when I opened my eyes from praying, wondering why I wasn't in heaven. I mean, heaven had came down, and I have to admit, it felt pretty good to have heaven in my heart. But I wondered why am I here instead of there. And like I said, as a newborn babe in Christ, I thought, well, there must be something God wants me to do. And if you are saved, there is something God wants you to do. So I started seeking what the Lord wanted me to do. He wants you to go tell somebody. That lunatic there. Uh, the demonic man, when the Lord cast all the devils out of him and he's clothed and in his right mind. And I didn't know I was going to be mentioning that tonight. That's alright. But uh, he, he wanted to go with Jesus. The Lord told him to go home. Go to his family and to his friends and tell them what great thing the Lord has done. That's You know, uh, in uh, Mark chapter 5, uh, he, uh, he wanted to follow Jesus. But Jesus said to him in verse 19, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things 
the Lord have done for thee and had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in the Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. You see, when you get saved, that's kind of way it is. The Lord left you here. A witness, a testimony, an example. And uh, we said we was going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Before I get in this lesson tonight, let me say thank you to Sister Joanne for the candy that she sent. Let me say thank you, Sister Rita, for the Clifty Farm country ham. I guess y'all can tell I put on a pound or two, but I have to admit I can't complain. And uh, thank you, Sister Brenda Golf. She brought me a, a sack of fruit last Sunday. And uh, yesterday, Brother Andy and his beautiful wife, Shelly, they came to the nursing home yesterday, brought my wife and me a meal. And I have to admit, Dottie didn't eat too much of it, and that worked out great for me. I got to eat it yesterday and today, too. But they brought us meatloaf, uh, mashed potatoes, cooked cabbage, uh, Let's see, there was a crumb cake, there was brown gravy, homemade bread with honey. I have to admit, I hit, not only did I eat it when they brought it, but I put two pieces this morning toaster and toasted it real good, put some butter on it, put some honey on it, had to fight the dogs over the last piece of it, amen. Boy, it not only was good, smelled good, but you know what, that's a blessing right there. Uh, you know, people care enough about you. you. know, when you're going through trials, going through troubles, to encourage you. Little things are big things when you are going through a valley. And uh, well, we thank God for all of those blessings, all those encouragements. But uh, like I said, this is Valentine's Day. This is Ash Wednesday. And we're teaching tonight on the I Can Help You series. And this is part three. We're going to read a scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. Uh, this feels like the perfect verse for what we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, Paul here right to the church at Corinth, and he says in verse 17, Therefore, and this is a big if, Therefore, if any man, that could be one man or regular man, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. And uh, that new birth, uh, it makes you a new creature. I'm trying to explain salvation as simple as I can. Even last night, uh, been looking at a lot of stuff on YouTube. A lot of, a lot of stuff you got to kind of like eating watermelon, eat what you can, spit the seeds out and the rind out. But there's a lot of good on there. And I've been kind of corresponding with some of the things that were good. And someone messaged me a message last night and said, how can you know that you're saved? And that, that's why I'm teaching uh, so long on this subject matter of salvation. I want not only everybody to be saved, but I want them to know how to be saved and I want them to know that they are saved. And this if here, if any man be in Christ. And had you get in Christ, Brother Eddie, 
I got born in. Uh, we're born again. Uh, born of God. And uh, we'll, we'll chase a rabbit or two. Look like we got a little time tonight. But in uh, St. John chapter number 1, real quick, uh, just talking about the born again part of being saved. If you'll look there at verse number 11, and this is talking about Jesus. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. You might be out there tonight. He might have came to you. I remember working with a man, and I could name him tonight, but probably wouldn't be the right thing to do, so I'll just call him anonymous. But I worked with him in our dollars. We sit in the break room in there. It just so happened it worked out. We had some time there to talk. And he told me this. He said, Eddie, God used to deal with me about getting saved. And he said, I kept resisting. I kept putting it off. And he said, God, don't deal with me no more. What do I need to do about that? And I said, I'll tell you what I do about it. I start seeking God like he's seeking you. I start going to church every time the doors are open. And I said, I'll tell you what, if you'll show God you're interested in your soul as much as he showed you he's interested in your soul, you might be able to get saved. Now, you can find what I'm saying here in Genesis chapter 6. God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And the reason I'm telling you that tonight, you've got to have God's help even just to get lost. You can't even get lost without the help of God. And so God with his Holy Spirit, now we'll read that scripture tonight. I just take it for granted everybody knows the Bible like me. But here in Genesis chapter number 6, the Lord said in verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. You need God to deal with you about getting saved. You need God to help you uh, to understand that you are lost. You can't do it. God's got to do it. So he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now, I, it don't say a whole lot right here, but maybe they thought they didn't need him. Maybe they thought, maybe they thought they knew more than he did. Maybe they thought they were more righteous than he was. There's a lot of people out there tonight that think they're going to heaven. And I, I don't mean to rock your boat. But the Bible does say in Matthew chapter number 7 that abroad is a well. I think it's verse 13. We will turn. I'm going to let the Lord lead here tonight. I've got a lot of liberty up here tonight. Thank y'all for praying for me. Amen. But in Matthew chapter 7 and the whole chapter of Matthew chapter 7 is about being deceived. Uh, the whole chapter is about uh, missing heaven. That's what Matthew chapter 7 is all about. But in verse 13, the Lord says, Enter ye. Ye is just a pearl of you. In other words, enter all of you in at the straight gate. And the Lord is that straight gate. He said, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. So he's saying right here that many are going to go the Broadway. It's kind of funny, Hollywood, they call it Broadway, amen? But uh, the straight gate, verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way 
which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Now that few, I used to be one of them. I thought I was as good as everybody else. But by the ministry of the Word of God, I heard a man of God preach every idle word that men speak, they should give account of the day of judgment. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, that spoke to me. It spoke to me in volumes. And it made me realize that not only was I lost, but I was going to hell. And I didn't want to go to hell. I hope you don't neither. But if you do go there, you'll have to somehow get around Jesus. Because like me with you, he's the reason I didn't end up in hell. He stood in my way. Wouldn't let go. Wouldn't give up. But he came unto his own. I'm in John chapter 1 verse 11. And his own received him not. But verse 12 is why I'm talking about, about uh, being in Christ. But as many as received him. I received him April 27th, 1988 as my Lord and Savior. Had you received him, Brother Eddie, by faith? I believe what was told me. A man told me. He said, Eddie, Jesus loves you. That's simple, ain't it? He said, Eddie, Jesus wants to save you. That's simple, ain't it? He said, Eddie, Jesus is just waiting for you to ask him to save you. Oh, that's so simple. And he gave me a simple illustration. He said, Eddie, if your little boy done something wrong, come to you and said, Daddy, I'm sorry. He said, Eddie, what would you do? That's simple, ain't it? I said, well, I'd forgive him. He said, same way with God. And on that faith of that simplicity, that simple illustration, I was able to believe the Lord to forgive me Believe the Lord to save me, and by faith I received Him. So here, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even of them that believe on His name. That was me. I believed on His name. Now I know you'll hear everything out there. I've seen a billboard, and listen. I'm not against the billboard, but it's not altogether true. And I personally know the man that put the billboard up. He's a personal friend of mine. And I would not ever say anything against him. I, I know he's sincere, but he put a billboard up that says, You don't accept Christ. He accepts you with heartfelt salvation. Look, I'm okay with that. That's not altogether true. As you can tell right here, in verse 12, it says, As many as received him. Remember, he came to his own, and his own received him not. But here's some that did receive him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. And that, that's how I got Christ in me. Like I said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And you can receive Jesus. And you know all kind of people come to Jesus with all kind of questions. Here's one of them real quick right here. It's St. John chapter 6 verse 28. Then said they unto him, talking about Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? The answer was simple. Look at verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe on Him whom He has sent. It's simple. Everything about Jesus and salvation is simple. But many have muddied the waters up. And that's why I'm doing this. I can help you serious. I can help you know how to get saved. 
I can't save you, but I can tell you that I have been saved, and I can tell you how I got saved, and I can point you to one to save me. And I'll tell you right now, the Bible says in St. John chapter 6, verse 37, that He won't turn you away. But look at this. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Verse 37, He ain't going to turn you away. Man, he's, he's looking for you to come. How important it is that you come. Look at St. John chapter 5, verse 40. And ye, like I said, all of you, and, and ye will not come to me, talking about Jesus, that you might have life. The reason I'm talking about this new creature in Christ Jesus and talking about that being a big if, that change needs to be there. Like I said, I got saved April 27, 1988. First thing I did, I went to Lessonbury Building Supply and apologized to a woman there that I gave a cussing to. See, I was a lost man. I, I didn't have the love of God abiding. I, I, I was walking according to the course of this world. I went over and I said, ma'am, I'm sorry I gave you that cussing that day and I just wanted you to know I've been saved and I come over and tell you I'm sorry. She said, son, thank you for coming. And I asked her to forgive me. She said, you was forgiven the day you left. And I asked God to help you. You know, uh, I went also to Park Avenue Furniture and apologized there to a preacher there that I was mean. And uh, I come over to ran a video and I told him, I said, I'm going to go home and get drunk because I wanted to see him cry just mean and uh, I didn't care nothing about him or God and I just being mean said I'm going to go home and get good and drunk and he'd tear up but I went over and told him I said I'm sorry for all the times that I was mean to you I said I've got saved and I want you to forgive me boy he was glad to hear that see that, that change if any man be in Christ he's a new creature Old things pass away. I like to see that change. Uh, you know, I quit cussing. It wasn't as easy as it sounds. I still remember at the workplace, all my men, I had six men on my crew. They was all big rough guys. And I was fairly rough, but I just got saved. No machine, piece of junk. I'm trying to fix it. It ain't cooperating. I hit it with a hammer. And I took God's name in vain. I couldn't believe I did it, but I did. I saved What'd you do, brother? I dropped that hammer, fell down on my knees, right in front of them boys. And I said, Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that. You know what? Beforehand, I could cuss like a sailor. No problem at all, but boy, it hurt this time. I expected those men to horse laugh me. Those men had more respect for me after that day right there than they ever did any time that I've worked with them. Those men came to me one by one and confided in me and wanted to know how to be saved. Some of them rededicated. Some of them got saved. Only one out of the whole bunch didn't get saved. His father had raised him to be an atheist. And he came to me and he said, Eddie, I want to get saved. I do. But he said, I just can't. I said, yes, you can. And I don't know. I know he knew how to be saved, but he died not too long ago. I got to talk to him a lot, even after we left work. Uh, both of us left work, meet him at, at the Dollar General store, and we talk a lot. He had a lot of respect for me. But I'll tell you what, if you're real, there'll be a change. You won't cuss no more. You'll tell people you're sorry. 
They don't know why you're telling them because there's a difference. That new creature, those changes. Uh, in Psalms 55 verse 19, it says, Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. Thank God for the changes. Hey, I, I want you to know it's different now. The devil may have been here for 34 years, but Jesus has been here now for 36 years. I thank God for that. I have the peace of God now. But we're going to take our example tonight of salvation out of Luke chapter number 19. This is so simple and I want to keep it simple. But in Luke chapter number 19, we're going to take a real simple uh, picture of salvation right here. Luke chapter 19. Uh, it says, And Jesus, verse 1, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, the Lord is coming into Jericho, and there's a lost man there. And this lost man's name, Zacchaeus, verse 2 said, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Ain't that wrong with being rich? But this man's rich, and he's lost. You know, Paul talking about him being the chief among the publicans. Paul mentioned in 1 Timothy chapter 1 that Jesus Christ came to this world to save sinners. And uh, he said, of whom I'm chief, or 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15, he said, of a truth, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. This man here was a chief among the publicans. But I want you to notice verse 3. And he sought. This lost man mentioned here. Chief among the publicans. He's seeking Jesus. Let me tell you something. You want to get saved? You need to start seeking Jesus. How shall I do that brother Eddie? Well find a good church. Don't go to just any church please. I don't want you to end up being a twofold more child of hell. Than they are. But I want you to go to a good church. You don't have to come to Landmark. I'd love to have you come. But you can find a good Bible teaching, Bible preaching church and you can find Jesus there. Uh, he, he goes to where he's invited. He goes where he's wanted. And I'll tell you right now, he's knocking on those doors where he's not welcome. They may not open the door and let him in, but he's knocking. You can find that in Revelation chapter 3, but we're not going to go there. He said if any man open up the door, he said, I'll come in, sup with him, him or me. But here, this chief publican, this chief sinner, he's seeking, verse 3, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. See, he didn't know Jesus. I didn't know Jesus for 34 years. I knew of him. I know him personally now. I'm pretty sure we're going to go in the direction of teaching on how God speaks to us. I'm going to Teach a lesson one night. You're to, you're to tune in on that lesson. And I'll help you know how God speaks to you. I'll relate several times that God has spoke to me. And I'll relate also how He speaks to me day by day. But anyway, uh, and He sought to see Jesus, who He was, and He could not. Now there's always going to be a hindrance on you seeking the Lord. And He, he gets around this hindrance. 
Uh, he couldn't see Jesus for the press. Too many people, you know, it wasn't like he had a pass to come in and see Jesus. Jesus is up there, and there's a throne of people, multitude of people, uh, you know, trying to get close to Jesus. And Zacchaeus, he's a little man. And it says, he could not for the press because he was little of stature. He's not a big man, he's a little man. But he's seeking the Lord. Uh, he wants to see Jesus who he was. You know, he probably heard about Jesus. And a lot of you out there listening to me tonight, you've, you've heard about Jesus. And that's about all you know about him. But I'll tell you right now, there's a reason Psalms 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, because I have tasted, and it is good. And uh, the Lord, uh, he, he, Zacchaeus here, he's seeking Jesus, and he wants to know who Jesus is, and he's got a little bit of hindrance here. He came for the press of people that are around Jesus, and he came because he's little of stature. You know what? Zacchaeus does something about that. Now, if you got some reason, maybe you're out there tonight, and you've been thinking about coming to Landmark Baptist Church, but you're afraid the roof's going to fall in. we got carpenters. Don't worry about that. You come in, and, and I'll tell you what, we'll not only tell you like Sister Rita sung tonight about love lifting me, but we'll also tell you about the love that sets sinners free. Uh, you know, if, if we don't meet for Jesus, then we've met in vain. We sing about Him. We teach about Him. We preach about Him. We testify about Him. It's all about Him. We're not trying to exalt Eddie Wade. Uh, Rita's not trying to exalt Rita. And I'll tell you right now, we want Him lifted up. He said that I, if I be lifted up, He said I'll draw all men unto me. We want to lift Jesus up. Well, in this case right here, Zacchaeus, he can't see Jesus because he's little of stature. So verse 4, he runs. He ran before. Got ahead of this bunch as they're coming down through there. Look what Zacchaeus did. He climbed up into a sycamore tree. I wonder why they had such slick bark on him today. He ran, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. Let me tell you something. If you're seeking Jesus, you need to be somewhere where he's going to pass by. Now he passes by here at Landmark. We're a little church. But we're not so little that Jesus don't pass by. He said wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, lo, I'm in the midst. He'll come to the little church. He'll come to the big church. I hate that about that shooting at the mega church. Joel Osteen's church there. I hate that. But I'll just tell you, Jesus will pass by where he's wanted, where he's welcome, and Zacchaeus climbs a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was to pass that way. So he's doing everything he can. He's seeking the Lord, and he's seeking him so much, he runs ahead of him and climbs up a sycamore tree. Look at verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. 
You know, the Lord's looking for Zacchaeus, just like Zacchaeus is looking for Jesus. He came to the place, <clears throat> he looked up, and he saw him, and he said unto him, called him by name, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. That's an invitation. You know, we give invitations every Sunday morning for people to come down. They got a need. They want the Lord to help them with them. We give invitation for them to come down. Zacchaeus got an invitation here. Jesus says, come down for today. I must abide at thy house. That's an invitation there in verse number 5. And the Lord's calling Zacchaeus by name. I, I, I'm just a messenger boy. But I know one thing. I, I wasn't a messenger boy when the preacher preached that day. The way way was lost. I still remember my heart beating like a jungle drum. And I didn't really know what to do. But I'll tell you what. I'm glad that he preached the preaching of the word of God. It got me good and lost. It got me realize I need to do something with this Jesus and I have to admit, salvation is simple. But even in what we're talking about tonight, there's a little bit more to it than, than me say, amen. So you got here, Zacchaeus, he's seeking Jesus, verse 3. You got Jesus, he's seeking Zacchaeus. He comes where he's at and looks up and says, saw him and said, Make haste, Zacchaeus, come down. For today I must abide at thy house. What do you think Zacchaeus did? Look at verse 6. And he made haste. Boy, it'd be great. You don't have sinners in church. They want to get saved. The devil's back there whispering in their ear. You, you can get saved tomorrow. Wait till next Sunday. It don't always work out that way. The Bible never says tomorrow's the day of salvation. And it for sure don't say yesterday was because it's gone. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You know, in uh, Matthew chapter number 6, verse 33, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That ought to be the first thing on your calendar. If you're a lost man or woman out there, first thing I'd have on my agenda would be seek Jesus and His righteousness. Because death's riding a fast horse. It's coming. And if death gets to you before you get to Jesus, like I said, I'm keeping this simple tonight, and you die in your sins, you're going to hear the saddest words that's ever been spoken. I'll read them for you. I told you Matthew chapter 7 was about being deceived. And in Matthew chapter 7 mentions two, ver two ways there in verse number. Oh, that's Luke. <laughs> we'll back on up there a little bit. thought that didn't look right. Matthew chapter 7 mentions two ways there. Verse 13, 14. Then he says, Beware of false prophets. You better make sure that you know the way. You know, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way. No missing that. There's no other way to get to heaven. He's the door, John 10, 9. No other name, Acts 4, 12. 
He says here, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing. They look pretty good. He says, But inwardly they're raving wolves. They're not what they appear to be. Now the reason I'm telling you this is all about deception. The Lord here, and you can read this for yourself, but He says in verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. I told you, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, His righteousness. I done found it. I'm done saved. Hey, I am a new creature already. I, I'm heaven bound. My citizenship's heaven. There's a lot of people out there and they've been deceived. They're going to hear sad words. He says, not everyone saith unto me, Lord, Lord, they're going to stand before God and say, Boy, I'm glad to see you. Yeah, we're going to all appear before him. Some of them he's going to know. Some of them he's going to say these sad words. Many are saying to me, verse 21, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Look at verse 22. Many will say unto me in that day, we're talking about Jesus, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? That means preached in thy name. Jezebel, Revelation chapter 2, verse 21. Uh, she ran out of space. She didn't repent. Said she's a preacher. Up, I think, verse 20. Says, Have we not prophesied in thy name? I have to admit, God called me to preach. I know what it's all about, about being saved. I know what it's all about, about getting called to preach. But there's a lot of them out there. And I'll tell you what, the Bible even says, No marvel, Satan himself is able to transfer himself into an angel of light. No marvel, his ministers be ministers of light. So we got a lot of false prophets out there. And they're making a lot of false professions. And they're going to stand before God. And they're going to say, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Here's the sad words. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. That's sad. You see, the foundation of God stands sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19. But he said, I never knew you. He knows his sheep. John chapter 10. He mentions my sheep. He said, I call them by name. They know me. Trying to keep it simple tonight. John chapter 10. Jesus says. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. Notice. And I know them. He said, I never knew you. He knows his sheep. He said, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Why? Because he knows them. Zacchaeus here, he made haste and he came down. And notice, he received him joyfully. This is the chiefest of publicans. He's rich. But he received Jesus joyfully. Now he was seeking Jesus. He ran. He climbed. Jesus came to where he was. Gave an invitation. Come down. Make haste, Zacchaeus. Come down. For today I must abide at thy house. He done what was said. He made haste. He came down and received him joyfully. Remember St. John chapter 1 verse 12. 
as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. That's Zacchaeus. He received him joyfully. Well, after you get saved, you're going to find out this next verse pertains to you too. Man, I'm telling you. It says, and when they saw it, they all murmured. You're going to have a lot of people at work say, he didn't get saved. You're going to have people at work say, I, I know her, no way God could forgive her. I had people come up to me and say, no way God could save me. I, I couldn't argue with them. I couldn't deny it neither. But you're going to have people speak against you. Uh, they may even make fun of you. You know what? He went through all hell so that we could be saved. So them little old light afflictions, them are badges of honor. He said, you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. You're still going to heaven. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to be. A, <laughs> it might be a shameful uh, time you stand before him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Hey, Zach is here. They murmured. They all murmured saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that's a sinner. Hey, he didn't have to please them. All he had to do was please Jesus. And he did. He, he came down. He made haste. He received him joyfully. But you're going to have a crowd. They're going to speak against you. I remember my pastor, and I'm going to be as quick as I can here, about a young girl got saved at church. She went to work the next day and said, Hey, I got saved last night, or I got saved yesterday. You know what them people at work said? They said, You've been married before. Uh, there's no way you can be saved. She went to my pastor's house, knocked on the door, sitting there weeping. And I'll tell you what he did to help her. In simplicity, here's what he did to help her. And the same to you out there. They're going to say everything about you. First Corinthians chapter 6. In First Corinthians chapter 6, I'm going to read verse 9. But the reason I'm going to read it is just so you'll understand. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. That's kind of like gay people. Nor abusers of themselves of mankind. That's not like child abusers, stuff like that. Nor thieves, verse 10. Nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor, and I was a drunkard, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Notice verse 11. This is what my pastor shared with her. This verse 11 is real important. That list right there about covered about everybody. Verse 11, And such were some of you. That's what she was. She was an adulterer. She was a fornicator. Such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You see, I was one of those such but now I'm a new creature. Boy, he really encouraged her just sharing that simple verse, verse 11 with her. Dried her tears up. Boy, she went out there and she said, I'll tell you what, I might not got deserved it, but I got it and I am saved. You know, that's what you need to do. You need to work out your own salvation with fair and trembling. If anybody needs to know, you need to know. And God said in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things I've written unto you that you may know you have eternal life. He wants you to know you're saved. Forget about that, I hope I am. Forget about that, I'm going to endure to the end. All of them, I'll tell you right now, them's dead entrails. 
Go straight to Jesus. Call upon Him, rich mercy. Call upon Him. Do like Zacchaeus right here. Receive Him joyfully. And don't pay no attention to the murmurs and the, and the gainsayers and the gospels and all that. Verse 8, look here. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord. Now I talk about change. This is why I went to this place. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord. Now remember, he's rich. He's, he's the chiefest of the publicans and he's rich. Verse 2. Listen to him now. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods. He's rich. He's given half of his riches. I give the half of my goods. I give to the poor. This definitely changes Zacchaeus. <laughs> I give the half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. That's the kind of change that I like to see. Here's a man. Uh, he was the cheapest of the publicans. He's rich. Now he's, he's saved. Now he's saying, Lord, I give half of what I got to the poor. And if I've wronged any man, I restore him fourfold. And look what Jesus says about this testimony of Zacchaeus. Jesus said unto him, This day, you see, tomorrow may not be on your calendar. Yesterday's gone. Jesus said unto Zacchaeus, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is the son of Abraham. Verse 10 tells you, that Jesus was seeking him. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Zacchaeus was lost. Now he's got salvation. Jesus said, this day is salvation come to this house. Now, I want to read on a little further. Just three more verses. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. You know all you out there that are saved and you wonder why Jesus hadn't show up, hadn't showed up yet and, and uh, you know you're, you're wanting to get out of here, wanting to go home and you know some wait a little while Jesus all that. Well listen here. Uh, they, they, they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He's going to show up. Verse 12. He said, Therefore a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, and this is all I really wanted to read is these last words, Occupy till I come. That's what we're doing. We're occupying. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I'm occupying in the office of being saved. In my case, being called to preach. And we're supposed to occupy till Jesus comes. That's the commission. See, if you look at this, uh, you see the confirmation of that change there in verse number 9. And you see his conversion there in verse number 7. And then you see the commissions given occupy till I come. If you're saved out there, He's coming. He's coming for His church. 
If you're not saved, you're, you're not leaving. You're going to be left behind. Oh, well, Eddie, I'll get saved after the Lord comes to the church. I'll know it's all true. Oh, is that right? Well, let's, let's clear that muddy water up real quick. You know, a lot, of, a lot of stuff out there that a good dose of Bible reading will clear up, but most people just won't do it. But in 2 Thessalonians, uh, it talks about sad here. You know, God's coming for His church. And uh, His church is going to leave when He shows up. And those that are, you know, saying, I'll get saved uh, after the Lord comes and I know it's real and all of that it's kind of like Thomas said I see the nail prints in his hand thrust my hand inside then I'll believe Jesus showed up and said Thomas put your finger in the nail hole put your hand in my side and, and, and be not faithless but believe and Thomas said my Lord my God Jesus said because you've seen you believe blessed are those that believe without seeing that's faith anyway 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 Now we're, we're going to be taken out of the way. It says here in verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now liveth will live till he be taken out of the way. We're going to be taken. Right now we're in the way. You see light dispels darkness. There's going to be a day of darkness after the light's gone. Right now you got the light. We're children of light. Hey, his words lamp my feet and light my path. But here we're going to be taken out of the way. Verse 7. And as we're taken out of the way, there's going to be a darkness that's going to take our place. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume in the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all powers, with all power and signs and lying wonders, with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness. Well, listen to this. Unrighteousness in them that perish. Why are they going to perish, Brother Eddie? Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You know, you can be saved, but when the Lord takes the light out, you think you're going to get saved? Let's read a little further. Verse 11, For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Why would God do that? He came in this world to save sinners. The Bible says God will have all men be saved. It says here, God's going to cause them to believe a lie. Verse 12 tells you why. You know, you're out there listening to me tonight. You're not no, you're not no hurry. Zacchaeus made haste. You're not no hurry. Verse 12 said that they might all be damned. Why would God want these people to be damned? Why would God want these people to believe a lie? Let's just read it. Who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They didn't want nothing to do with God. See, there is pleasure in sin. season. Sometimes I remember hearing a lot of stories about someone that got through peer pressure, took a pill, died just like that. Tried drugs one time, died immediately. Got in the car, Somebody drinking, hit a tree, out of here. Sometimes you don't have as long as you think you got. So let's look at this again. Because, verse 10, because they receive not. 
You see, maybe you haven't received Jesus. The Lord gave him for the sins of the whole world. Jesus paid the price for the sin of the whole world. Your, your price has already been paid. You're done a winner. You just haven't picked it up yet. I remember reading at work one time about Clarence Jackson Jr. He played the lottery and he won I forgot how many millions of dollars. But you got so much time to pick it up. And he was late to pick it up. And here's what he got. Zero. I remember reading that. I thought, wow. You won the lottery and you waited too late to pick up your winnings. That's kind of like the way of these people. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 11 that they should believe a lie that they might all be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They didn't want nothing to do with God. He wants something to do with them. They weren't interested. They missed it. Jesus said, What would it profit a man to gain the whole world lost his soul? There are a lot of people in that category. Jesus said, What will a man give in exchange for his soul? I'll tell you what he'll give. He'll give everything he's got. I've been to the bedside people that was dying, that had made preparation against that day. But they're pretty desperate. They tell the doctors, I'll pay you so much an hour if every hour you can keep me alive. The doctor said, I can't do it, buddy. Doctors are practicing physicians. Jesus can save you. Jesus will save you if you will come to Him just like you are. Now let me take this real quick second here. Don't try to clean up. Don't change nothing. Come just like you are. He'll clean you up. He'll change you. He'll make you like He made me. A new creature in Christ Jesus. Father, thank You for the privilege to reason with people tonight out of the scripture to tell them the truth to let them know about your great love where we you love them to let them know you made a place called heaven for them to let them know you're, you're long suffering to them you don't want them to go to hell uh, you stand between those sinners and hell try to keep them from going there and some of them are so determined to go there Lord that they're going there even right now but I pray for that one listening to me tonight and I pray Lord that they'd be so serious about wanting to get saved. I pray they'd send a message to Landmark Baptist Church and say, I'm serious. I'm lost. I want to get saved. I want Brother Eddie to talk to me. Hey, listen, I'll give you my phone number. It won't bother me. My phone number is 270-646-7019. I'll take time. And I can help you. If you got any contributions you want to send to Landmark Baptist Church, we're not money grabbing. I mean, it does cost money to keep the lights on. This costs money to pay the bills. If you want to contribute to this work, I'll tell you what, we'd be glad to have that. You can send that to Landmark Baptist Church. Hold on just a second. I've got the information right here. You can send that to Landmark Baptist Church in care of a our treasurer, Tammy Tibbs, 4857 Smithsville Road, Smithsville, Kentucky, 42172. And all contributions will be not only appreciated, but be prayed over with thanksgiving. You don't have to give a thing. We'd be glad to keep the lights on, keep you from going to hell. In Christ's name, we ask your blessings on this, Lord. Amen.
Amen.